This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another brand new episode of Annual Pass. This is the one and only Rooster Teeth theme park podcast where we talk about attractions, roller coasters, rides, shows, you name it. Everything theme park related comes from this podcast annual pass. I am your host, Jack Patillo, and of course, joining me as always is my beautiful, lovely, and talented co-host, Mr. Jeff Ramsey. Hi, Jeffrey. Hello, Jack. You know, I was thinking, listening to you go through your intro spiel, and uh-huh. uh, I know that you love to say that that you would like a, like a, an annual pass poncho for our merch department to make. I would love an annual pass poncho. You're dying for the, you think that's the, the, the like the keystone bit of merchandise that's going to like uh, yeah, launch yes. us into the, into the podcast stratosphere. That's the one. I think if we could figure out a way to bottle little vials of your enthusiasm and then slap <laughs> a logo on it, we could get to the moon just on those alone. That or we could spread just my germs across the planet. Yeah, and then the patillodemic, as we call it. (laughs) Anyway, hi, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for listening to Annual Pass. You guys are awesome. The the community behind Annual Pass is awesome. Jeff, I have to start today's episode. Have you seen the poster that Gail Fox did? (laughs) Oh, Gail Fox on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, I did. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, (laughs) Gail Fox did the most amazing drawn poster she's she's still coloring it right now i believe right i mean by the time this comes out it might be 100 percent finished but holy crap what an amazing community just the, the, the fan art you guys sent in is is insane and i assume we're gonna buy that and then sell it. how can we not hopefully how yeah. can we not make t-shirts and stuff i hope that we have already bought it by this point otherwise gale fox is now has tons of ammo yeah, in their back yeah. pocket they're like oh see they they want anyway uh it's amazing let me let me find gale fox's twitter here while you're doing that i'll say it is is amazing and it's humbling but doesn't it also annoy you after a time when you realize how many people are that much more talented than you yeah. out there and it's like why do we have the podcast gail fox needs to have the podcast yeah we should do be doing our version of fan art for them absolutely okay so gail fox victoria c gail fox it's o g a e l f o x on twitter i'm sure they also have all kinds of other stuff too so anyway Absolutely. Go, go check out her work. It's, yeah. it's incredible. I don't know really if she sells anything. Commission's closed. Yeah. So she's so busy. Anyway, thank you very much, Gail Fox, for that art. It's incredible. I know it's an audio podcast. If you get a chance, please go on Twitter and check it out. I think we've retweeted it from the annual pass account already. Annual underscore pass. Also follow us on Instagram as well. Annual underscore pass there. So, oh, anyway, just wanted to start it out with some extra positivity just because that was incredible. And I love that kind of stuff. And I love all the photos people are sending us, Jeff. So many people are sending us photos of them getting the annual pass shirts and wearing them in parks right now. I did have some people asking about the annual pass lanyard. So right now, the annual pass lanyard that you you may have seen us wearing during uh, RTX or some other people have in person. I believe the only way you can get it right now is if you buy a jacket, uh, Mm. one of the windbreakers. And so if you buy that, you get the annual pass lanyard as well. I'll be honest, we're working on new annual pass lanyards as well as a pin set of some nature. The one we got in was a little bit more thin than I would like, and I, w- I want a big old fat one that you can put big pins on and stuff. Jack so. has very exacting standards when it comes to lanyards and pins. Dude, it, no, I don't. You talk to any pin trader from <laughs> Disney, man, those those people are crazy. I, talk to Kent. Kent, who works in sales now, he used to work as an editor for us at Achievement Hunter. That guy is a big, big pin trading fan. So anyway, 
I'm sure he would see that and be like, no, nah, it's not, not, not fat enough. You need, you need a big old, big old wide lanyard to put your pins on. So anyway, that's coming. And, uh, we got a phone with Jeff. It's already the end of July. We're recording this on July 27th, 2021. Oh, Hey, last time we recorded, uh-huh. we talked about the new um, haunted mazes at Universal Orlando for Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, yeah, we did. We had a whole conversation. I mentioned like Beetlejuice and stuff. They announced the new one, Jeff, The Exorcist. See, that's... Uh, have, you, <laughs> have, you, <laughs> have you seen The Exorcist? Yes, I have. It's the scariest movie ever made. It is pretty terrible. Climbing down the stairs upside down. Yeah, it's pretty freaky. Why would you want to spend one second in a maze trapped anywhere near that little demon Blair child. That's too scary. So they have announced Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, that's also very scary. Yeah, uh, Bride of Frankenstein Lives. Eh. Haunting of Hill House. Very interesting, very psychologically scary story. And then uh, Beetlejuice. That makes sense. The Curse of Pandora's Box. Okay. Oh, that, that, okay, excuse me, that's in Hollywood. So anyway... Sounds fun. So I, I like I'm expecting uh, like Beetlejuice is like it seems right on par with that. I was thinking like uh, Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Or <laughs> I wasn't expecting like very real, visceral, believable religious horror. Yeah. Oh, so Ben is on our Discord now, our producer. He's saying I'll do any of the supernatural houses, but anything like Texas Chainsaw is right out. Oh, I think yeah. Ben was telling me like anything that feels like it could actually happen or is based off reality is a little too too terrifying for him so yeah i'm all in i just want to go through those houses with you jeff because i don't know how i'll react because i'm i'm actually a scaredy cat i don't know if you knew that but i think you might eclipse my scaredy catness <laughs> which i think is a character from hunger games <laughs> i'll do my best okay i'll bring i'll tell you what in the spirit of Hunger Games, I'll bring my movie magic makeup, and then if we get too scared, I can paint us as rocks or a, a wall or something, and we'll be just fine. Bake some bread and then become a rock. Yeah. It'll be great. So we've got a fun episode planned today, Jeff. Uh, we are going back to the Magic Kingdom. That's okay. right. Going back to the Magic Kingdom, celebrating its 50th anniversary, October 1st, which I somehow managed to snag a reservation for, which is crazy. I might be going to Orlando quite a few times this fall, but anyway... We are going to the Magic Kingdom. Jeff, we're going to Tomorrowland, which when okay. you walk into the parks on the right side, you know, home of Space Mountain, Carousel of Progress. Right. You walk in, it's, like, it's just on the right. If you were to go left, you'd be going to... The, uh, uh, what were you, you going to say? Uh, you almost said Frontierland. You're actually Fr going to Adventureland, Frontierland. Adventureland, Frontierland is what I was going to say. Yeah. Obviously. Free if you're going to go ride Pirates or... or right, Cruise of course. And then if you were to go straight, everybody knows uh, directly in front of you would be the thing that you go yeah. into. Yeah. This episode today was actually going to be about Jungle Cruise because they have a movie coming out, you know, but yeah, then I realized it's the sheer amount of information there is about Jungle Cruise and like the history and there's so much of it that I was like, that deserves a lot of prep time. And so I'm going to I'm going to give that one its, its proper due when we get to it. So anyway, also see the movie first, right? Yeah, absolutely. See the movie because that's very important for it. Uh, no, today's episode is about the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. <laughs> Absolutely. I love the people move. Dude. The Tomorrowland Transit Authority people mover. T How dare you laugh? T Transit Tomorrowland, the TT. TTAPM? The TTAPM? The TTAPM, sure. And I realize now we actually have some cast members that have worked at the People Mover that have emailed us at annualpass at roosterteeth.com that I should reach out to them, see if maybe we can squeeze an interview into this episode. We haven't done one of those in a while. Anyway, 
the people mover, Jeffrey. This uh, is yeah. a fun, fun, fun uh, attraction. Very low key, very chill ride. It's one of my favorites at Magic Kingdom because typically the line's pretty short. You can kind of walk up. There's a little. It's got a squishy, uh, like you know, you know, like those those walkways you have at airports that are just yeah. real long and flat. Yeah, they're always broken down. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those, except it's like at a 45 degree angle. So like you're going up a little hill, but it's like pulling you up. It's actually really neat. Oh, it's kind of like when you go down the escalator with your cart in uh, Whole Foods and it like yeah at that angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly that. So it's like the escalator ride at Whole Foods. Okay. <laughs> Got it. No, that's just, that's to get to the ride, Jeff. Just that's oh. the, that's that's like the pre-show. There's more ride on top of the escalator. Oh, this is there is more to it. So the uh, Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. I'm pulling a lot of information from Wikipedia here because it's, it's great. T T A P M. It was originally called the Wedway People Mover mm. from 1975 until 1994. You know what Wedway stands for? Yeah, it's like Walt Disney's the way. Close. Yeah, well, I mean, technically, yes. It's Walter Elias Disney Way. Yeah. So WED. So WED. Uh, WED Enterprises was Disney's right. uh, like company, basically. Yeah, that's what. And then they uh, they were like WED people, and then they became Imagineers <laughs> or something like that, right? What? I, wa- I watched the documentary. The WED people. And then they were, yeah, they were WEDers, and then they became Imagineers. Yeah, yeah. WEDers? It was the WEDway people mover until 1994, and then it was the Tomorrowland Transit Authority until about 2010, and now it's the Tomorrowland Transit Authority people mover. So they blended the two previous names to go into one, into the the longer form of the name. Uh, This is actually based off the same attraction that was at the uh, Disneyland version. There there was a Disneyland version. They they shipped it over to Orlando and and had it a little bit different, kind of some differences between the two of them. We'll get into it uh, pretty soon. The one in California and Anaheim is gone. They replaced it with something called the Rocket Rods, and then the Rocket Rods fell apart after about two years. So now it's just empty. They don't have it anymore at all. But it's still alive and well in the Magic Kingdom in Orlando, Florida. Let me ask you a question. Sure. How does the Tomorrowland Transit Authority work? Is it similar to transit authorities in other cities? And <laughs> Like, is it is it a union gig, the Tomorrowland yeah. Transit Authority? They give out tickets and stuff for anyone speeding and things along those lines. Okay. No, actually, so they, they really redesigned all of Tomorrowland back in 1994. And so 1994 became the new Tomorrowland and it had a bunch Mm. of stuff. And that's kind of where it sort of really got into the mix. It was designed as an urban mass transit system of the future, which is what kids want to see. Yeah. Well, (laughs) like, mommy, mommy, can we go in the urban mass transit system of the future? Of course, Billy. It's like Epcot all the way around, right? It's like, mommy, show me how they're going to grow plants in space someday. Cool. Don't. How dare you? Knock living with the land. I will I will come out of this boat and I will throw you in the water. We're not in a boat. That's the jungle cruise, buddy. We're in the Tomorrowland Transit Authority people. Living mover. with the land has a boat anyway. Um <laughs> it's uh it was it's technically also the last sponsored attraction at the Magic Kingdom. Okay. Most attractions in the Magic Kingdom have lost sponsors of the years. It now it's just Disney, like FedEx for a long time sponsored Space Mountain. Edison Electric was the original sponsor of the attraction because it's all done by electric magnets is what makes the whole thing move. There's no engines in these vehicles. I wonder if that's a like a thing of the past, it's like sponsoring specific ride. It's, like, it's similar to, you know, how a, a, a sponsorship goes for like a, a sporting arena or like a baseball yeah. field. I wonder, do they create them with the idea that like, well, the, you know, FedEx will do this for 10 or 15 years. We'll recoup the bulk of, I, I don't know, the 
production cost to, to run it for that that time. Uh, it'll hit some like magic threshold where we've we've hit enough profitability where we never have to worry about it anymore. We don't have to replace the sponsor if we lose them, or do they actively go out and try to replace that FedEx sponsorship with someone like like Hey yeah. DHL, we're, we're available, you know. <laughs> I see. I don't know, honestly, like it, it is interesting because like I know, you know, Epcot specifically has a lot of sponsored attractions. Yeah. I want to say either Chevy or Ford sponsors Test Track because there's literally like a, a car showcase at the end of it. I want to say it's Chevrolet. I'm totally I'm probably wrong. But. Do this. It, it, close your eyes and imagine uh-huh. a Calvin peeing on a logo. Is he peeing on a <laughs> Ford logo or a Chevy logo in your head? I don't know. Maybe Ford. Ah, is OK. That, so that it's, probably a, it's, by- it's probably it's sponsored by Chevy then. OK, yeah. OK. Anyway, so apparently that was the last one sponsored at Magic Kingdom, which is uh, pretty interesting. But opened July 1st, 1975 at the Magic Kingdom. Test Track closed for a remodel on April 15th and reopened is now sponsored by Chevrolet instead of General Motors as a whole. So there you go. Thank you, Ben. That was talking about Test Track. So you were peeing on the Ford. That's good. I was. There you go. Also, this thing launched when I was, not to make it about me, but I was uh-huh. 11 days old. 12 days Ooh. old. Well, they open it in celebration of you. It's July 1st, 1975. Yeah, I was born June 19th that year. It was a good year. Wow. It was me and the uh, the people mover. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, this was, uh, you know, Magic Kingdom opened October 1st, 1971. Hmm. So they're coming up on the 50th anniversary again this October 1st. So it was only a few years after the park opened. So this is one of the early additions to Magic Kingdom. This is pre-Epcot. You know, Epcot opened up in 82. So, yeah, it fit kind of in that nice little window there. The entire ride is covered. So the actual vehicles, they're just like basically moving couches like they they can sit two people side by side and then two rows facing each other. So it's like a little pod of four. And so the entire ride is covered. There's uh, awnings over the entire thing. Whereas in California, the ride was uncovered, but the vehicles had like covers over them. So it, it could protect from the weather and whatnot that way. But the one in the one in Orlando is completely like shielded from most weather. And what I am what I am talking about, the people mover, I am talking about the one in Orlando. Again, I know there was one in California, but the one I'm describing today is the Orlando version of it. Listen, I think we're far enough into the podcast at this point where everybody understands that you have <laughs> a very blatant bias towards Florida and away from California. We we all accept it. It's all right, okay. all right. As, as long as everyone knows. We've been doing this for four months now. <laughs> the track is also flat the entire time. There's no elevation change at all. It's, it stays flat at all times, unlike the California one, which did go up and down. The voice actor changed numbers of times over the years. So the original voice actor was Jack Wagner, who apparently was known as the voice of Disney. That was until 1985. Then in 1985, Ronnie Shell took over. And until 1994, and then in 1994, Tomorrowland got a massive overhaul, and the Wedway People Mover became the Tomorrowland Transit Authority, and Pete Renaday became the new voice of the People Mover, and it stayed pretty much the same until August of 2009. So, not a lot of changing in that uh, that big 15-year span there. It reopened in September of 2009 as the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. It closed um, Space Mountain, went through a massive refurb. And so the people mover part of the ride is it goes into the Space Mountain building. Okay. So, you know, when they're working on Space Mountain, they can't exactly run people mover, because, you know, if, it's, if they're working on the track and stuff. So they had to shut down people mover as well. So it's sort of a, a one two whammy there. And then when it came back in 2009, there was another new narration, this time from Mike Brassel who's probably the one most people recognize now. And also they added in clips from some of the attractions you pass by, uh, like or as you pass by them. So like Buzz Lightyear talks when you pass over Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger spin. 
There was a mention of Stitch when that attraction was there, but obviously as things have shut down, they've altered the narrations a little bit. Then in March of 2020, so last year, Jeff, the fun mm. year of 2020, when everything went down, when all the parks shut down and everything, March 2020, they took the ride down for refurbishment again, and it stayed down until April 26th of this year. So it was down for over a year. Also, supposedly, they worked on the attraction. Some of the technology, uh, obviously, was pretty old at this point. And so, uh, you know, we're approaching, what, almost 50 years of, uh, you know, operation. 50 years of future pedestrian travel. <laughs> Mass transit, please. So they worked on some of the actual um, motors and whatnot. Uh, apparently, there was an issue where the cars were colliding into each other. <laughs> so, um, yeah, because there's no there's no motors on these things. Like, it's all controlled by, like, magnets and whatnot. And so if they drift or if they go too far, they kind of just keep going. And so I guess some vehicles were colliding. And apparently it's happened a few more times since they've reopened it. And oddly enough, it's become very, very popular. Like, the last few months especially, two things, I think, for it. A, because it provides a really great view of Tomorrowland. And you can take some cool Instagram photos and whatnot. Mm. And B, in my head, what makes it more popular right now is the fact that it gives you the best view of the new Tron coaster being built. So there's a new Tron coaster going up in Tomorrowland. It's based off the Shanghai attraction. I, or is it, is it Tokyo? Oh, Jesus. I, I got it wrong before. Ben, is it is Tron in Tokyo or Shanghai? This is very important. I, I want to make sure I get it correct. Because I think I got corrected before and I've totally Oof. forgotten already. Um, anyway, it provides you sort of a an unobstructed view of what they're working on for the new Tron coaster, which looks absolutely insane. And so if you're riding the people mover, you can get some cool photos of it. Shanghai. It's in Shanghai. Thank you very much, Ben. So um, that would be my my thing. It's also a nice, easy way to relax. It's 10 minutes long, so you can kind of sit down on it and cool off, take a break. You don't again, you don't have to wait in very much of a line and get a, get a chance to relax because it's air conditioning. And it's a nice, nice way to sort of chill. And it's very old school. I, I love the old school attractions like the uh, Carousel of Progress is great. Another one you can just sit indoors and, and relax as well. So what do you think, Jeff? Are you excited by the People Mover? Have I convinced you that it is actually a fun attraction? Yeah, no, I'm pretty jazzed about it. I'm wondering if I could bring one of those comically large magnets with me. I wonder if I could alter the the path. <laughs> the big red ones, like, the, yeah. like a horseshoe you hold exactly. out? Exactly. The ones where you can see the lightning bolts come off of them? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. We can give it a shot. Next time we go to Orlando, we can okay. bring, yourself, bring a magnet with you. I wonder if that would get through security. I wonder what they would say to that. <laughs> You walked in with like a two foot tall magnet. Like I'll, it's a, it's my emotional support magnet. I, uh, <laughs> Please don't pet it. Yeah, it's it's working right now. Oh man! Well, I'm excited to go on the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover with you, Jeff Ramsey. Are you excited? All I can say is I wanted my first time to be with you. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, Jeff, very ready, very excited. Let's head now. You and I. Let's go to the Magic Kingdom. Oh, Jeff, look at look at us. We're in the Magic Kingdom again, Jeffrey. Just like that. Oh, Jack, quick. Let's turn right to go toward Tomorrowland. Well, we're, we're, do, do not go left. We don't want to go to Adventureland or Frontierland. You don't, you don't want to look at the castle real quick from the, the, the center and like, see it? No. Like, uh, can I see it no? from the Tomorrowland Transit Authority people mover? You can at one point, yes. You actually get a really pretty view of it. I'll see it. I'll see it then. Okay. Well, let, let's go. Okay. Let's walk down. We're going to turn right and head towards Tomorrowland. And you know, on our left is where, where Stitch used to be and on our right is where the, the monsters Inc. Laugh Floor is slash used to be. I'm not sure if it's reopening yet. Holes in our hearts, Jack. We see kids walking around holding up the little Mickey balloons, and it's so cute. And they've got like the Mickey ice cream cone. Jeff, can we get Mickey ice cream cones? The ones that are like the hard shell shaped. If you eat all of your hamburger later, we can get ice cream. 
How about hot dogs? We'll go to Casey's, get some hot dogs. Just Dude, I had I had hot dogs for lunch. They were delicious. Thanks for Oh, man. Oh, that sounds good. So, okay. Well, hey, look. If You see the Astro Orbiter in front of us? The big rocket there with all the people flying around it? Right underneath that, that's where the people mover is. Jeff, we're going to the people mover today. Are we the people in the rocket? No, we're, we're going underneath the rocket. Oh, those, okay. those Those spin around much faster and higher. We're we're, go, we're in for a treat. We're going we're gonna go at a breakneck 10 miles an hour <laughs> on the people mover, Jeff. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, let's go ahead. Okay, let's get in line, and then we're going to go up that little... I love the little ramp because you can kind of bounce up and down on it. I don't know why. Maybe I'm the only person who recognizes that, but... All right, let's get in the car, Jeff. Do you want it face forward or that face backwards? super fast line, uh, by the way. Not, not a lot of lines. Let's face forward. Let's. I, I want to see my doom impending. Okay, we'll sit shoulder to shoulder. Okay, here we are. Okay. So, And this is cool because the pathway moves the same speed as the cars, so it's like we get in, kind of like Haunted Mansion, where it's like it moves with the thing. We get in, and it, okay, the door's closed on us. Oh, look, Jeff, there's a TV monitor there showing that they've got black light cameras and that someone's watching us probably because people get up to no goods while on attractions like this <laughs> Any anytime you're sitting down in the dark oh, all right no. here we go whoa it just picked up speed here we go jeff we're okay. moving away from the station and now we're doing a big big like bend to our left and you can see to the right oh look if you look out you can see space mountain and you can see that where, where tron's gonna be you see it jeff i do is that where it's gonna be um where you're pointing, I guess. Yeah, it's it's underneath the crane. They've got all the all the stuff they're working on. You see the big canopy for the new Tron ride. That crane is not a ride. No, not that, not that at all. Oh. If you look to your right, you can see the spaceship. That was actually like a spaceship. It looks like from from Stitch. Now it's part of a like a cool thingy, like a cool scanner. What's that say? Cool scanner. And it's like <laughs> I think you buy cokes there and stuff, or other beverages. And it's neat. I love beverages. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, we're still going around. We're slowly banking to the left, slowly banking to the left, and we can see all of Tomorrowland in front of us. Oh, it looks so cool. It looks like it looks like everyone's having fun down there. Everyone looks so small. All right, now we're looking back. We've done a full, like, big loop, and we can see the Astro Orbiter way up in the sky, and we can see where the station was, where we got on the People Mover, Jeff. How high up would you say we are? Maybe about 25 feet. Not terribly high up, but now... That's not too bad. No, no. Now we're just... Now we're going down, and we're on our right is where Stitch's Great Escape used to be, and Mickey Star Traders is there, and we're heading, like, towards the, where we started, Jeff. We're heading towards the front of the park, and in front of us, oh, wow, we're going to do a little bit, and now we can see the castle. We can see Cinderella's castle. It, this is a much better view than what you wanted to do. It's so pretty. It's it's there all it rose is. gold and set up for the 50th anniversary net right now. They just put up the 50th. They finished the 50th stuff already, too. It's all. It's also It's not that big. It's forced perspective. They're tricking us. It is still pretty tall, though. Eh. All right, so now we're going to our first tunnel, Jeff, and now we have a special treat for you. Okay. On the left, Jeff, this is the scale model of the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. That's right. This is what Walt Disney had in mind when he wanted to do his version of Epcot, which was like a whole like community where people lived and worked all together and had theme parks and everything. And it's all one thing. And it's like a really cool model of the city of tomorrow. And when you really start thinking about it, like you had to work and you couldn't be unemployed and live there. It's a lot of kind of yeah, big, big stuff behind it. <laughs> I just saw the WeWork documentary about that very same thing. Also, yeah. it's, he, he, well, he was trying to build a utopian society for ants. Yeah, it's, it's a little See small. That, that joke I made there. Okay, Zoolander. All right, yeah. so it's really cool. It's a really neat model, but you know, maybe the idea behind it is not so great. But that's okay. We're going to move on. All right, Jeff, here we go. We're going past now. And now we can hear them talking about Mickey Star Traders. And then to our right, they've got like this crazy-looking black light thing where it's people. It's robots inside of other sort of rockets and stuff. That's what I'd expect to see under black light. Is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, now, oh, look, Jeff, look down to our right. You can see into Mickey Star Traders. Oh, you think we can go get some ears after this, Jeff? Uh, well, if we get close enough to it, we can snatch a couple from here, right? <laughs> no, we're a little too 
too high. It's uh. also glass in front of us. That's okay. Oh, I just love these Use trees. the magnet. These crazy trees. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Now we're back outside again. We're passing over the Tomorrowland Speedway, which is like go-karts, except they're on a rail, and you can't really go that fast and you know there they are below us huh they are and you can smell the fumes of all that that tomorrowland exhaust <laughs> <laughs> oh no okay but here we are now we're passing over that but now to our left jeff we can see tron we can see it really really well you can see it all oh there he is. that that can't be known it's not a person it's a, it's a roller coaster tron i know tron is a character but he lives inside the grid now we're talking wasn't he a guy though he was a program jeff yeah come on. i mean come everyone on, knows he, yeah. he was he was he was a program and uh, and so oh we're so distracted because I'm I'm so excited to go on that when it comes out but oh whoa we wasn't even paying attention now we're heading into Space Mountain Jeff we're going into Space Mountain is this authorized it is it is okay oh now we're going through a tunnel and it gets really really dark Jeff because we're we're inside of Space Mountain all right well Ooh. keep your hands to yourself it sounds all spacey and you can hear the the cars going on the tracks and stuff and people screaming and you can see like mannequins and whatnot and we're, we're just flying through it's why are there mannequins well that's because it's like the the NASA people they're all oh, working on stuff. I see, and so I see, I see. We're inside. We can see like planets and galaxies away, and you hear the people like "whoa, whoa," and then going all around and being really scared on Space Mountain. This is fascinating. <laughs> that's, oh, that's awesome! It's relaxing, Jeff. It's we're, we're, Jack. It's way better than relaxing. Yes, it's relaxing, but I'm also I'm getting to see Space Mountain in a totally different light. I didn't know that this part of it existed. It's, That's it's true. It's blown my mind, my very mind, Jack. I, I, don't, I don't know where else to go from here. Hopefully the ride is almost over because I don't know what else I can take. Oh, we have so much more, Jeff. Maybe yeah. maybe we get lucky. Maybe if Space Mountain goes down, we can ride People Mover again and you can see Space Mountain with all the lights on. That'd be cool. go inside the building, which is kind of neat. It doesn't run, but that's... Okay, anyway, we're back outside. Oh, whew, that was so <sighs> exciting. Space Mountain, really, really... Okay, now we're going to turn left and we're going to go back past the pathway that we were... Oh, we can see Tron again to the right. Oh, I'm so, I'm so are we, uh... Are we... Do I need to get ready for a barrel roll? No barrel rolls. This is okay. very, very, right. very chill. Grandma can ride this one. Okay. Oh, and we... we okay, well, we're gonna pass another car. We can pass another people mover who's coming the other way. Ooh, wave! Hi! Hi, everyone! High five! High five! Oh, hope you're having... Oh, probably, no, keep your hands inside the vehicle at all times, Jeff. What are you doing? Yeah, that was a trick question. You, pa you passed the test. Good job. All right, good. Okay, so now, now we're gonna go left. We're gonna bank left. We're going back over the uh, the speedway and we're past my you can see there's the, the the shop you get you go to once you come out of uh space mountain maybe we'll go in there and get some crushed pennies or something and then ooh space restrooms mm. <laughs> we'll pass by them all right jeff now we are heading towards the carousel of progress it's a great big beautiful tomorrow jeff uh i'm excited to see it. i i would like uh, actually to take uh, to try one of these technolopies at some point and see what <laughs> see what future bathrooms are like Oh man, well, yeah, we'll we'll talk about the Carousel of Progress in the future. You know, uh, John from JT Music is actually a huge, huge fan of the Carousel of Progress. You know, I didn't know that. Yeah, he actually sent me a photo of him wearing a shirt with the dude from Carousel of Progress on it, <laughs> <laughs> like just his face. It was great. All right, well, okay, well, we're passing by the Carousel of Progress now, Jeff. We're heading into another building. This is the building with Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger, Spin. And it, and it does a big voice like that, and it's like we're going to the future, and now it's like a, like almost like a future shopping mall where we can see oh we're we're at a, a place it's a salon of the future, and it's it's a woman getting her hair done by a robot, and it's on a screen. Putting my girlfriend out of work. Oh no! <laughs> it was bound to happen, Jack. It's it's progress. <laughs> 
just past that. We can look down. We can look into Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, and we can see people shooting lasers at all the all the things down inside of Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. And get oh, this, this reminds me of the uh, Men in Black ride we did. Kind of, yeah. It's actually very similar to that. Yeah, so, that's why it reminded me. We'll ride that one in the future as well, Jeff. Okay, so now we're coming out, and we've got a tunnel. And, oh, yeah, at some point, uh, I think it's maybe when we were close to uh, the Buzz Lightyear thing, there's a thing. It comes on. The, it's a little, it's a paging. It's a woman comes on and says, paging Mr. Morrow, Mr. Tom Morrow. Mm. <laughs> you get it? You get it? Tom Morrow. All right, well, Jeff, we're going to do one last bend to our right. And we can see the castle again, Cinderella's castle on our left. And now we're heading back where we're on that sort of entry pathway up above click, all the, the click, people click, below click, us. Click, click. No, 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 no. We're no, still very no, flat. No, no. Okay, very so. flat in this. And this is it. And so now we're, we're relaxing. We can see the, the loading station again. We're going to just do a couple more bins. Uh, now we're heading back. The, the vehicle is slowing down. And now the doors have opened automatically for us. And, Jeff, we can step off of the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. We can step safely because it's moving at the same speed we are, right? It is. It's only moving about one mile per hour at this Thank point. Thank God. So, yeah. Okay. You can get off. Make sure to wave to the cast members. Thank them for a lovely day. And we will head back down into Tomorrowland and into Magic Kingdom. Thanks for a lovely day. Thank you. Okay, can we go to Casey's and get some hot dogs now? Yeah, dude. All right. All right. Beautiful. That is the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. That is legit one of my favorite attractions in all of the Magic Kingdom. I don't know why, but I love it so very, very much. I like it too now. I had quite an enjoyable time on it. It is 5,484 feet long, so it's just over a mile. Okay. It's a top speed of 6.84 miles per hour. I thought it was 10. I got that wrong because it's 10 minutes long. So I had my numbers mixed up. So it's 10 minutes. The whole attraction is 10 minutes long. It felt like we were going 10 miles an hour. I'm surprised. <laughs> it, I'm surprised it was only six. They do a good job of masking it. The things that move you along. So it's not an engine that's moving you. It's linear synchronous motors mm. are the ones that mm -hmm. are uh, they're embedded in the track. And so the motors basically send you along. I want to say it's the same kind of technology that they use in like Velocicoaster to launch you just on a very, very smaller basis. So that's pretty cool. That's that's neat technology. Very different kind of ride if they were launching us like Velocicoaster. <laughs> yeah, be Sp much speaking shorter. of, man, uh, I've been watching a lot of Olympics, you know, as, uh -huh. as you do. I've been taking a break from Survivor a little bit yeah, to yeah. watch the Olympics. NBC, all about Olympics. There's a Velocicoaster commercial on TV about every seven minutes. Did you tell the Olympics that we wrote it the, before it even opened? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mention right. that to Olympics. But if, I, if it comes up in conversation, I will, I will definitely drop that. Write a well-worded letter to, <laughs> to Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. Let's see here. The 2009 version also referenced three different people mover lines, Jeff. There's the red, blue, and green lines. So the blue line is the one that we're on. Mm -hmm. The red line apparently sends you to other planets, and the green line sends you to other cities on the same planet. So there's a reference to that, actually, after you pass the the Epcot model, the uh, the sort of like little scene they have has a, has an alien get or a robot getting out of a red line vehicle. So that's kind of cool. Were th is that just a little Easter egg or was that ever, were they ever planned as potential? No, <laughs> no. I don't think there were any other lines planned to other planets. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> dude, you're, you act like that would be weird, but <laughs> it's true. I guess I uh, ran from Velociraptors legit like a month ago. So uh, going to another true. planet, uh, I was on ET's homeworld. You were like, Three weeks ago, so you were okay. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I apologize for breaking the illusion. Yeah, uh, that's my bad, <laughs> Jeff. So I, I mentioned before that there was a version of this in Anaheim, California. Yeah, but we don't like California. We're Florida. No, people. we 
we do. We just know Florida a bit better. Uh, and obviously, there's one in Orlando. Yeah. What if I told you there was a third version of this attraction? I wouldn't believe it. What if I told you there was a third version of this attraction in Texas? I don't believe it. Where would you expect to have another version of this attraction in Texas, Jeff? The only place that it would even make sense to me for a third Tomorrowland Transit Authority people mover to exist within the state of Texas would have to be in your backyard. Is there, do you have one in your backyard? Hey, let me look, let me check. Is it by the trellis? No, no, not, not back there, Jeff. Not back there. Is it going to be a Six Flags? No, it's not a Six Flags, surprisingly. Oh. The third version of this attraction, legit, built by the same people who built this one, is at the George Bush Intercontinental Airport in Houston. So IAH actually has a, a Wedway people mover. The same people who built the ones for both theme parks built a people mover at the airport to move you around between terminals. Are you serious? Yeah, it's actually it's a legit thing. It was actually I think it was WED or WDI developed the people mover because because the, they actually planned on using this like this was going to be yeah. new technology that you could use in different places. And obviously, a lot of airports do have people movers like there's the, the one in Dallas, which, which takes you around everywhere. There's the APM in Orlando, which takes you back and forth. But yeah, the one in Houston is literally the exact same technology. As a matter of fact, the vehicles feel exactly the same. They're the covered version, which is the one from uh, California. So they have little sensors that like as you pass over them, they'll, they'll give you announcements about where you are. Yeah, it's, it's actually really, really interesting. There is a there's a YouTube channel called Technology Connections on YouTube that has like a 25 minute video all about the people mover in the Houston airport. So if you want to check it out, that's pretty cool. It's really, really interesting. So we now have to go to the Houston airport to ride this thing. <laughs> OK. All right. We can go down we can there and just ride around. Fair well, enough. I, I, wonder if we'll, I guess we probably have to get a ticket to get inside the terminal in order yeah. to be able to ride it. So we'll have to fly out of Houston somewhere. Maybe we'll fly or... from Austin to Houston and then just turn around and fly back. I've done that before. I did that. Well, I did it to Dallas. I've done it to Houston and back, but I did a round trip to Dallas. Did I tell you, you were there for yeah. that, right? Yeah, I remember when you did that. Yeah, I, I did get an extra thousand miles for my American Airlines <laughs> coverage, <laughs> and it was cheaper just to fly than just to pay for it. So anyway, uh, that does it though. That's that's it for the the people mover, which is just a fun fun ride. I mean, it's it's not thrilling, it's not crazy exciting, but it it definitely has the the air of classic like magic kingdom to it. Like it definitely feels old school Disney. And I like that about this yeah. attraction. I hope they never get rid of it. I hope they never, you know, like rocket rods were a thing. They try to update it for the times and like the nineties and try to make it super fast. And then it ended up breaking everything. So they literally had to stop it and they couldn't even replace it with the people mover again. So hopefully it'll stay for a while in this capacity. And the, and the fact they have done some refurbs on it, and actually they've done some refurbishment and, and fixed up the track and fixed up some of the cars and the, the magnets. Hopefully that means it's going to stick around for a while. So there you go. That's it. So, all right. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for listening to that. Jeff. Yes, sir. We've got some questions okay. to answer now. Are you ready for some Q's and some A's? I'm all about it. Let's do it. So if you have a question you want to ask Jeffrey or myself, go to Rooster Teeth and leave a comment in this episode of annual pass and we'll answer it on a future episode so i go through and i pull our questions all from the the previous episodes and only on rooster teeth so if you want to ask us anything ask it there and we'll also have a question of the week which we'll get to in a little bit so question number one from swopster i went to bush gardens this week and saw an annual pass shirt in the wild i didn't get a picture but it definitely made me think i need a shirt of my own okay maybe that's not a question that's more of a statement but the i awesome, appreciate it awesome statement though <laughs> Absolutely. I love I, I mean, I love the idea that people are spotting other people wearing annual pass shirts, too. Like, that's so cool. I love yeah, it. Yeah. And then ratting each other out. I know where he was. <laughs> I know when he was. 
He wasn't too busy taking care of his grandmother to do jury duty. I've got the proof. <laughs> All right, I'm going to throw this out here. I'm going to throw this out here. The community, annual pass community, pass holders, I think is what we call them, right? Yeah. Pass holders. If you have an annual pass shirt on in a theme park, Six Flags, SeaWorld, Magic Kingdom, Universal, anywhere, if you're going to a theme park, you're wearing an annual pass shirt. If you're wearing it, be prepared because if you see someone wearing an annual pass shirt, whether or not you have one on, but if you see someone wearing an annual pass shirt, I want you to be like, hey, annual pass. Yeah. And then if you're wearing the shirt, be like, yeah, annual pass. And if you feel comfortable, high five each other. Yeah. Okay? Annual, the, the official annual pass high five a stranger. Yes. Yeah. And so basically you're saying if you're wearing an annual pass shirt, be like, I'm prepared to accept people yelling at me about annual pass and also maybe high fives. I want I want photos. I want the first time someone gets spotted at a park wearing an annual pass shirt and they give a high five. I want a photo of of the the strangers high fiving with annual pass stuff on. Okay. You know what happens when you high five a stranger? What's that? They instantly stop becoming a stranger. Aww, that's true. That's yep. true. So, Twelpster, I hope you enjoy your shirt. Hope you like it. Remember, again, there's a lot of variants of the annual pass shirt. We have a ringer version. We have like a beige version, a blue version, a bunch of cool ones up in the store. Store.roosty.com. All right, another question. This is a good question. This is an actual question. Uh, Eli can smile on, on Rooster Teeth. It starts with question. So that's a good sign. Question. Okay. If you help design an Achievement Hunter or Rooster Teeth theme park, what attraction would you build? For example, a Ruby Dark Ride or a 4DAH live show experience? <laughs> that would that'd be horrible. Just moon balls flying everywhere. Man, what attraction would you do for a Rooster Teeth theme park, Jeff? Oh, I would do Achievement Hunter Cleaning Day. And then uh, <laughs> then the audience would come in and they would get a mop and they would get a vacuum cleaner that electrocutes you every once in a while. And they would we Ooh. would send them to town uh, cleaning up glass and bacon jam and uh, little bits of drywall and ceiling tile. It would be so much nice. fun. Everybody would get five minutes and then they could keep any of the trash they collect. <laughs> I also, I also like the idea that like the theme park is just built at our office. It's like it's yeah. not, not a separate place. You literally just go to the Rooster Teeth office. Yeah. Or uh, my other option would be uh, the actual red versus blue ride, which would you would just sit. It would be you and one other person, and you would sit on top of a recreation of the base, and you would have to you would just have to throw rocks at dirt. <laughs> I don't know if you know how, how theme park attractions work, Jeff. I think I want, I want it to be realistic to what was actually going on uh, in our Oh, man. Yeah. I would do an annual pass roller coaster. Okay. It would in incorporate all kinds of different things we've talked about. So it'd be like there'd be show scenes or it'd be like you and I like sitting at a, a table doing a podcast and Ooh. then it would like zip away, kind of like the mummy ride where it then mm. zip away and like do some cool stuff and have like cutouts of like Ben yelling at us and then like us, you know, like eating churros as we pass by. And then, like, we, you, it comes up a hill and you see us and, like, we offer you a churro, but then you whip out of the way and then it ends with Brendan Fraser yelling at somebody. Yeah, no, I like this. I like where you're going with this. It, it, it yeah. has a twister vibes. Maybe, like, at some point, like, my nausea can rear up and try to, try to grab <laughs> us. We have to, like, skirt around it. Yeah, it could be like, like the Muppets uh, 3D thing where it's like you go like, whoa, and then it's, you get sprayed <laughs> with water. I like it. I like it. Maybe, maybe Gail Fox can draw up the, the, the annual pass coaster for us. Like, they haven't done enough already. Eli can smile. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, that was uh, first off. Congratulations on your ability to smile. I uh, don't know why you needed to <laughs> brag about it, but it was a great question. And I like Jack's idea better than mine. Although my idea got our office cleaned. Finally, <laughs> we've done it. Finally. All right. And our last question of the week from Ben Aldrich, 17. 
Question, which is, again, great. They started it with question. If you could pick the next location of a Disney theme park, where would you build it? Excluding Austin, lol. I know, that was well, I was going to say Austin. But um, to be honest, the reason why the parks are built in Anaheim and Orlando are because it never gets so cold in those locations. They can be open every single day of the year. That's why they probably aren't going to build one in New York or anywhere way up north just because it is going to be so cold and snowy and stuff that they would literally have to shut down the parks at different times unless it was entirely covered, which is just astronomically expensive. So if you built it, it would have to be in the south. And actually, for a while, they were looking at just outside of Houston, a place called Katy, Texas. They were looking at some land down there about possibly building up a third park. But then they realized they'd just be cannibalizing their own people, their, their own uh, community of people who go to the parks. Yeah. So they quickly gave up on that. There was going to be a Disney, I think Disney's America is what they called it, or Disney, not Disney Great America, but there was going to be a park somewhere near Philadelphia that was going to be very themed around the history of America, like Walt Disney was super into, um, and then they kind of carried that over, and eventually it kind of got scrapped. I want to say Disney wanted to buy land near, like, the Battle of Bunker, not Bunker Hill, Bunker Hill's World War II, uh, or is it, is that, or am I, am I right? I don't, anyway. They wanted to buy some land near like a famous civil, uh, uh, not civil war battle, a famous, maybe it was a civil war battle. Yeah, famous civil war battle. And uh, ultimately, like the townspeople were like, no, you're not going to Disney-fy the civil war. So get out of here. Or, you know, the revolution or, or wherever it was going to be. I don't know, man. Disney's civil war churros would be so interesting. <laughs> Red, white, and blue churro. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, brother versus brother churro. <laughs> get two different ones. Oh, so man. anyway, if you were going to open one, in my selfish opinion, you want to open it somewhere in Texas. There's yeah. a lot of land between here in Dallas and here in Houston that if you're going to buy a lot of land enough to build a theme park, you're going to need somewhere like a Texas to do it. So that'd be where I'd go. I was going to say, Jack, initially, my initial thought was geographically like a Chicago or even Detroit would make a mm -hmm. little bit of sense, hit the center of the country. But then you very adeptly pointed out the, the weather issue, which I had not considered and, uh, you know, take some more time to think on it, but there really aren't a lot of other places where you would have the land and the climate at, that would be far enough away from California and Florida outside of Texas. It, I mean, yeah. maybe Dallas is the, is the way to go, although you'd be dealing with tornadoes and stuff up there. Uh, I know the guy said we can't pick Austin, but there is, you know, there aren't a lot of theme parks in Austin to compete against like there are yeah. in Houston and San Antonio. I don't know, man. I hate to say it, but uh, and, and obviously I can't say Austin. It was taken that, yeah. that option was taken off the table. But if I could say Austin, it just it seems like it would make sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Austin or maybe somewhere on the coast, like maybe somewhere down near Corpus or something. But anyway, there you go. That's some questions. Thank you very much, every single person who's sending questions. Feel free to, if you want to start it with question, colon, and then lead into a question, <laughs> it makes it a lot easier for me to spot them uh, because we've been getting a lot of amazing comments because now we're doing a new question of the week, Jeff. Oh. So I ask a question on the podcast, and then I say, hey, if you go answer this on Rooster Teeth, I select one person at random from every episode, and I will mail you an autographed theme park map, autographed by Jeff and myself. And so uh, we've done it a couple times now. The question I asked on the last episode was, what is your favorite extinct attraction at a theme park? Um, I believe I said disaster 
which was uh, or was Earthquake initially, and then it became disaster at, at Universal Studios. What do you, you did you have one, Jeff? No, no. All right, so <laughs> I don't let's so. go over some of the answers. Uh, Screen Hog SI says, "Hi, Jack, big fan. My favorite extinct attraction is Dueling Dragon slash Dragon Challenge. I wrote it once in 2008, just before I got rethemed, and wrote it again in 2015, just before it was replaced. I only wrote it those two times, once per dragon, but it's firmly in my top five coasters I've ever been on. Cheers and keep coasting, Simon." The Dueling Dragon slash Dragon Challenge, that is now the Hagrid ride at Universal Orlando, Jeff. Okay. The Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure. Is that the, when we were hanging out the other day doing a shoot, Wes Ellis had a uh, was there and he had a roller coaster shirt on? Was that the... Yeah, was, yeah. Yeah, Wes Ellis, the, the Rooster Teeth photographer, had a Dueling Dragons like jacket on. It was like has the red and the blue dragons. Thought I recognized so, it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's it. So Dapper Cody says, my favorite extinct attraction is the Space Spiral from Cedar Point. That thing, you, that thing took you high enough to see the entire park. It had an amazing view. Ooh, that's pretty cool. I don't. It sounds terrifying. Jessica Lee thirty five sixty three says the Jaws ride was my favorite ride that no longer exists. It was one of those rides that had a relaxed Jungle Cruise feel with some excitement, like Jurassic Park ride. Now uh, sitting on top of the Jaws ride is uh, Diagon Alley. Actually, oh yeah, at Universal Orlando. So we were there. So we we were on the 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 hallowed ground where Jaws once was. Jeff, that's pretty fun. The TNT Raider says my favorite extinct attraction would have to be the Maelstrom at Epcot. That was one of my favorite attractions. The backwards waterfall was really cool. So the Maelstrom attraction is in Norway at Epcot, and that has been replaced by the Frozen attraction. Ooh. So, yeah, yeah. Fluffy Toaster 13 says my favorite extinct attraction would have to be the Great Movie Ride, the Backlot Tour, and the Streets of America. As much as I love the recent additions to Hollywood Studios, I really miss all of these classic MGM Studios attractions that help the park stand out from the rest of the WDW parks. I love you, Fluffy Toaster, because I worked at two of those attractions. <laughs> Actually, and the third was just a cutout. Uh, so, so obviously, the Great Movie Ride is now Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. The Backlot Tour is now where Batu is, where all the new Star Wars stuff is. They completely wiped it out. And the streets of America lead into the new Batu area. It was like they had different uh, sort of like cutouts that made it look. If you look down the street, it was forced perspective. It made it look like you were looking down the street at New York. And one was Chicago, I think. And yeah, they slowly kind of got rid of them until it was just New York. And then they got rid of that one, too. So, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty wild. Mother Tucker says 20,000 leagues under the sea at Magic Kingdom. I remember riding that when I was a kid and thinking it was terrifying then. So that was uh, lots of fun. But here's the person I randomly selected at random, randomly selected at random, Soda Liss Lee. I miss Scooby-Doo Ghost Blasters, the mystery of the scary swamp and Six Flags <laughs> St. Louis. It was really well-themed, both the ride itself and the queue, Dark Boat Shooter Ride. I was Ooh. terrified of it as a kid. On my first ride, I would not open my eyes until the final scene where all the villains were behind bars. I also remember there being a scene where a bookshelf slash cabinet almost tips onto your boat. I think there are still some renamed, uh, rethemed versions of it out there, though, but the St. Louis one has been replaced by a stream-based Justice League shooter ride that does not hold up at all. So there you go, Sodalus Lee. Thank you very much for your submission there, and I will reach out to you, or someone will reach out to you via Rooster Teeth, and we will get you an autographed theme park map from myself and Jeffrey. So congratulations for that. Now, Jeff. Yes, sir. Our question for this week that I okay. want people to go on Rooster Teeth and answer. So all I got to do is make an account Rooster Teeth, go over there, answer this in the comments of this episode. The question of the week is, what is your go-to snack at any theme park? 
What is the thing that you go to a theme park? You got to get that snack. Are you asking me right now? Or are you asking the audience? Well, I'm asking the audience. But I mean, if, if you want to answer, I mean, feel free to. I feel like I'm a bit redundant with the churro thing. Uh, <laughs> so I'll say uh, I'm a big fan of when I see it in the wild. I like cotton candy. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's classic. That's classic. There's very like uh, annual fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's a, I don't often think of cotton candy unless I'm in a, a state fair, unless I'm in a state fair or like theme park environment. Also, okay. sim- similarly, rock candy. Ooh, rock candy. The Just the teeth destroyer. Is yeah. What it is. Yeah. It'll, as far as I know, it only exists at theme parks. <laughs> I was thinking you were going to go with like Dole Whip or something. You were a big fan of the Dole Whips. I do like the Dole Whip, but I mean, that's it's pointless if I go to Universal Studios or somewhere else, right? So Okay. Okay. I suppose. I suppose. I mean, if, if we're going very for, sort of generally can get anywhere, funnel cake, man. Funnel mm. cake is, is the go-to. I got to get me a funnel cake. Nom, 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 nom. And it seems like lately crepes are popping up everywhere. Like, I've seen crepes now at a bunch of theme parks. I support that movement, dude. Crepes are fantastic. Yeah. I, I don't understand why they're not bigger in America. There's a new crepery opening in Epcot later this year over by Ratatouille. So we can go check that out. Okay. So tell me what your favorite theme park food is. If it's specific, like a Dole Whip or a, you know, a churro or, you know, somewhere in Cedar Point, like what they have there. I don't know if it's a turkey leg. I don't care. What, just tell me what it is. Let me know what your favorite snack at any theme park is, and that would be great. And hey, while you're at it, Why don't you tell everyone else you know about this podcast? That's right. We're trying to get more people to listen in. Let your friends know. Let your family know that, hey, there's this cool theme park podcast all about just rides and shows and attractions and whatnot. And you should listen to it. And it's family friendly. So, hey, spread the word. Let other people know about Annual Pass. It means a lot to us. And that's the best way to grow a podcast. So get on the horn. Let everybody know that Annual Pass is your new favorite podcast that exists on the planet. Yeah, and, and to echo that, if if you ever uh, had a family member or a friend, uh, someone in your life, and, and they said, uh, what is this rooster teeth thing that you keep, you seem to be so into? And you said, uh, don't worry about it. It's not for you. This podcast <laughs> might be the one that is for them, though. This yeah. one, this is, a, it's very friendly, very loving, very warm little hug of a podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a lot of fun to do, and we've been having a great time doing it. And, like, and we're growing, and like the, the more people listen to it, the, the better, and the more cool stuff we can do. And again, we're going to hopefully get to the point where we can do live shows, and, and we got a lot of big plans for it. So again, thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and everyone spreading the word. But that's pretty much going to do it this week, Jeff. Do you have any, uh, any final thoughts or, or, or comments you'd like to leave? Just hashtag uh, Japan, get annual pan, uh, annual pass to Japan, Japan. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Japanual Pass, I thought. Japanual hashtag, pa- Japan, hashtag Japanual, Japanual Pass. pass. Yeah. And again, check out Gail Fox's amazing, amazing art. If you yeah. have any cool fan art like that, feel free to tag us in it. I love looking at that stuff. It's it's so awesome. And yeah, thank you very, very much, everyone. Make sure to go and leave a comment over on Rooster Teeth because believe it or not, like the more comments we get on episodes, the more impressive it looks to uh, the people who help us you know, get more viewers. So uh, yeah, so do that. Check it out. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We do appreciate it. We love you very much. Stay safe. We'll see you next time here on Annual Pass. Bye, everyone. Love you. Love you.